Come in from outside from warming up the cars, and I'll hear Alexis go to Jordan. Is yeah, man, I could totally put my my whole fist up there, probably all the way up to my elbow. <laughs> that's <laughs> they, how that, that's how I'm gonna start the show. They come around the <laughs> they come around the corner. I'm like, well, I'm like damn, I don't know Jordan was that loose. <laughs> that that is how we are starting uh, today's show. Yeah, they're uh, they're talking about his muffler. His muffler's got a hole in it, right to the elbow. Well, hello and welcome to another episode. A very sober episode <laughs> of it came from the video store i'm eric i'm brandon i'm matt all right we got a lot to talk about today uh we got two new reviews um so i'm gonna get those out of the way this one's by stephanie one or steph 143 we got a lot of steph listeners that listen to us <laughs> um she wrote one of the best one episode and i was hooked Really great and funny guys. I recommend everyone to subscribe and listen to them. We did not pay for this. We just want to put that out. <laughs> uh, we got another one from our fellow podcaster buddies, uh, Big Turkey, that they demand more drunk episodes. Good job, guys. I had to rewrite my review. Thank you, but our livers are against another drunk episode. <laughs> At least mine. I was, I was three sheets to the wind. <laughs> Um, no, we might actually make, uh, a drunk episode a rarity. That might happen again. Maybe once a year? Maybe we'll do, like, a Patreon thing. Like, if we make so much money on a Patreon, mm-hmm. uh, at the month, we'll do... I'll drink to that. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Patreon, let me bring it up. I, we have a new Patreon member, uh, Chuck Barsick. So, uh, thank you, Chuck. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you, thank you. He just recently joined. <laughs> Welcome. One of us now. One of us. One of us. Alright, so on Instagram, uh, we said that if you guys ask us questions, we'd read them on the show. Um, so we we got a decent list, and we actually got some pretty damn good questions. So who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first. Um, let's see, first question from Oh There You Are Perry. Uh, favorite Batman actor? George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> we talking about just like actor actors or voice actors? I'm going with Kevin Conroy. I was going to say Kevin Conroy. Yeah, that was yeah. like, that was, or how, how about we, we do it this way, just to satisfy him either way. Best voice actor and best on screen. Uh, so we'll do one above. So obviously Kevin Conroy is the best voice actor. <laughs> I mean, the dude is, is he, Batman. He is Batman. Um, I want to say Michael Keaton. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm gonna get, I might get hated on for this, but I'm actually a big fan of Val Kilmer. 
Yeah. I, 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 I'm not saying, I wouldn't say he's the worst. I, I like this Bruce Wayne. Yeah. You know, he actually kind of kicked their asses in that movie. What about you, Brad? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I want to. I want to say Michael Keaton. Is that? What, but yeah. that's what that's what you just said, right? Yeah, like uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go with Michael Keaton. He's he's the first live action actor Batman that uh, that I saw, but. Uh, overall, I would say Kevin Conroy. Yeah, though. Kevin Conroy. When I when I envision Batman, he sounds like Kevin Conroy. <laughs> yeah, like if, I, if I'm reading a Batman comic book, I don't think of Michael Keaton. I don't think of Ben Affleck or Adam West. I think of Kevin Conroy. So I guess that's the good thing. When you initially think of Batman, who do you think of? Yeah. Um, Brandon, you want to read one? Yeah. Uh, second... Anyone, or just we just going on the list? Just go down the list. Or you can pick one if you want. Pick. You can go out of order. It's fine. <clears throat> oh. I'm sick, y'all. So you might hear me coughing. All right. Make sure I read this right. Not like an idiot, because I'll. <laughs> Werewolf of Berwyn. Favorite trauma films. Dude, Toxic Avenger, hands down. <laughs> uh, okay, other than Toxic Avenger. I'd have to say Poultrygeist. Yeah, I would um, agree. Poultrygeist. I, I, I haven't seen it yet because we were thinking about doing it for an episode. So I'm I'm saving it for that so I can get like that first experience. Oh. Yeah. Pop you haven't cherry. seen that many trauma, trauma <laughs> films. Other than all the to- like, probably all the Toxies. I mean, minus one. Yeah. I've seen all the Toxies. I've seen a, one or two other ones. I just probably can't think of them right off the bat. Um, Cult Cravings asks us first movie that made you passionate about movies. West Side Story. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, honestly, I w- I would have believed him. Oh, I do like the West Side Story. I ain't gonna lie. I like musicals. Uh, no. Uh, for me, I think the first movie I was ever really passionate about was Rocky. Like that's still hands down my favorite all time movie. Were we talking about movies that we just watch a lot, or <clears throat> like a movie that, that like made you passionate about movies? Like, what movie kind of made you? Mine would be John Carpenter's Halloween. I mean, the camera work, the music. I mean, it's it's top notch. Uh, let's be basic. But I'm gonna say Citizen Kane. It's just one of those movies we're watching in video class, and this is what. Really, like the sim, all the like all the things that like me symbolize in that movie makes you re- when you watch other shit, you start realizing that. Okay, um, let's see. I'm going completely out of order. PVD Horror asked, "What is your favorite Stephen King adaption?" It. Yeah, which I'd one go with, with it? Honestly, both the movie and the the miniseries. I've seen that miniseries so many times mm-hmm. from too. like being a kid to now like. Cr- I've watched it like twice in a week once. I'd have to say Creep Show. I mean, it's it's number one, but I also gotta say Creep Show. That's Stephen King, though. Yeah, yeah, I believe he wrote it. It's uh, one yeah, of no, his. It's, it's one of his uh, one short, of like one of, like like. It's a bunch of short stories he wrote with uh, George A. Romero. No, no, no. Oh, I might be right. Yeah. Well, George Romero directed the the film. That's what it was. Yeah. Um. 
Next question from WillieBoy91. What movie comes to mind during your earliest memories and who showed you the movie? Um, the first horror movie I've ever seen, my grandpa showed it to me. It was the original Wolfman. I think that's kind of what got me hooked into the Universal Monsters. and That's initially what introduced me to horror. So when I was like three or four, I remember sitting on his lap watching like the Wolfman, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. So, um, that's probably my earliest memory. Um, earliest, earliest horror movie memory for me would probably be the thing. Um, I vaguely remember like the film one, the one scene that really like stuck with me was the dog kennel scene. Like I didn't, really know what was going on because i was young but uh um earliest movie memory in theaters uh you know i uh sesame street movie <laughs> <laughs> earliest oh man earliest movie i've ever saw in theaters i think was uh casper it was a double feature it was casper and the power rangers movie oh sweet that's good double it was a, du- feature. It was a double feature nice brand uh, I'm trying to think, honestly. Uh, I'd say maybe. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That, that was distracting. <laughs> uh, I'd have to say earliest horror movie memory watching the It on the VHS tape that Grandpa recorded. And okay. just watching the, the shower scene with fucking uh, Eddie and then just being terrified. <laughs> Way you're running, girly boy. Every time I took a shower or a bath as a kid, I'm always just like looking at that hole. I'm just like. Nope, not today. All right, you want to read? You want to read the next question? We're going completely out of order on this. Real life ghost stories asked, "What made us start a podcast?" Money. <laughs> Lee, Lee, <laughs> you, you, where, where's the money been going? I haven't seen it. Uh, least and favorite thing about podcasting. Um, so what made us start a podcast was me and Brand used to both together work at disc replay. And we used to sit there and just talk about movies, um, with coworkers and with, uh, customers. And someone even like they said, they enjoyed coming in talking to us about movies. And then, um, we started listening to other podcasts at that same time. Like that's when I was introduced to podcasting and, uh, the rest was kind of there. And then, uh, we knew Matt cause Matt worked at this place called the horribles which is now uh, was absorbed by real art. Uh, I mean, Matt, you literally worked at a, a, a horror video store. So. Yeah, I was surrounded by it. I, I lived it. and uh, Synced it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we knew Matt actually for a couple of years. We never really hung out. He was a friend of a friend. And we always, I felt bad because we would always go into the horribles, say hi to Matt, and then never buy anything and then walk out. <laughs> um. But no, uh, we got introduced to Matt, a mutual friend, and we started talking, and we knew when we, we wanted to start the show, we were going to call him on board, and um, and then we, the, there are, we have episodes that will never be aired, just because when we first started out with Matt, the audio was just unusable. We had no clue what the hell we were doing, and then uh, he had to go work another job. That's when Chris kind of took over for a little bit. Chris had to go work another a different job, so now Matt's back. So, um, yeah, I mean, 
we're just nerds who like to talk about movies. Uh, all right, guys, what's your least and favorite thing about podcasting? Uh, my least is trying to find time to do it all. <laughs> I mean, we all have have lives outside of this, so it, it's difficult to to find the time to do it. Favorite thing? Favorite thing is doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my favorite thing is actually like gaining a fan base. Like people to like lately, people have been messaging. We get more messages on Instagram, but that's you know I'm very chatty on Instagram, so it's nice because we've actually have like a fa- somewhat of I guess like let's call it a fan following. Um, so talking to you guys is pretty fun. Uh, the least favorite thing is is advertising it. Oh yeah, it's, it's like a hooker pimping, selling pimping yourself out. It's like a hooker selling BJ's, man. Like <laughs> you know, people want $2 it. BJ's, two dollar BJ's. <laughs> you you know people want it, but then you can get in trouble for it. Like I was doing advertisements, like commenting on people's posts, and apparently there's this thing called a promo popo that like if you try to do self advertisement, people will tag the promo popo or promo police, and they'll just come and like you know knock you down. <laughs> narcs <laughs> and it's only with the superhero comic book fans like for the money is i guess i guess no like I'll, I'll message like a lot of like horror people like horror pages and stuff like that the horror community is my favorite oh yeah they're awesome they're everyone's awesome so but yeah my least favorite thing is just trying to find good ways to advertise pimping myself out there <laughs> all right uh sheriff freak who you, you, you passed me oh brian what was your least and favorite thing about <laughs> good i've been waiting for this watching the <laughs> shitty fucking movies i'm waiting for him to finish that is literally all he fucking does he watches the movies he talks about i edit i i run the instagram page uh favorite part not having to do any of what he just said fuck you <laughs> No, I, I, there are some movies I do enjoy watching, even though they're shit. <laughs> some, I mean, some movies we watch, like, I've seen movies, we've reviewed movies for the show that I've seen prior that I fucking hated, but then when you do it is in, like, a context to review it, it makes it way much more enjoyable. Um, Sheriff Freak, who is our guest... Or our dream guest to interview on the show. Nobody? Okay. Uh, hmm. Felissa Rose? Oh, yeah. She would do it, too. My guest. Who would I want on the show? I'm, I'm so random, so I would probably choose somebody, like, out of the fucking blue. Like... I was. I'm. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for his answer. Like Bill Clinton. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, is that your final answer? Uh, I'm trying to think of other people I have on the show. There's one person. I'm almost. I'm surprised you haven't said right off the bat. Ryan Reynolds. Yes. He's been watching nothing but Ryan Reynolds videos. For like um, a week now. The dude's funny. Okay, he's eye candy. I try to be voice candy. <laughs> You know, once I had someone say I look like Ryan Reynolds, and I went to him and go, do I really look that bad? (laughs) I message Ryan Reynolds on Twitter all the time, and he still doesn't reply. (laughs) 
I had this idea for Deadpool 3. Uh, Deadpool 3 should be narrated, and he should argue with the narrator, and the narrator is Hugh Jackman. Didn't reply to me. Uh, kind of hurt by that. I'd buy that ticket. I thought Canadians are supposed to be nice. <laughs> uh, another question by PVD Horror. Um, what horror movie did you see as a kid that you probably shouldn't have? Basically, what scared you and created the horror fiends we know and love today? Oh my God, we're loved. <laughs> Take that, mom and dad. <laughs> if my well, ex-girlfriend can hear me now. <laughs> <laughs> when so. uh, w- when I was little, um, the one movie that creeped me out was uh, <laughs> was Gremlins. Funny enough, growing up, I, I now I love it. I seen more horror sequels. I feel like before I saw the original. For some reason, mm. the first like pop culture horror movie I remember seeing, I was eight. It was Chucky two or Child's Play two in in Spanish. It was subtitles. <laughs> it was on like you know that's before we had like straight up cable back in the day. So it was just on some random channel. I put subtitles on. So, I, um, yeah, Child's Play. Actually, I'm gonna answer Brandon. His the one movie that scared the crap out of him as a kid was Chucky. <laughs> yeah. He we had a uh, the VHS of Bride of Chucky, and he would scream just if he saw the cover of it. And uh, I mean, he was tormented by that damn thing enough to where my mom got tired of me teasing him, where she's like, she stomped on that tape like she was tired of me taunting him with it, and uh. And now it's like one of his favorite movies. <laughs> yeah. Like he will legit just sit there like nonstop watching them. <laughs> Other scary movies. Um, Steel Magnolias was a, was a scary one. Uh, anything with Julia Roberts. Um, I find her very unsightly to look at. Um, Shut up. I know you love Pretty Woman. I do not like Pretty I don't like anything with Julia Roberts. I hate Julia Roberts. Well, the the one movie that I like that Julia Roberts is in is Hook. Yeah, I mean, it's the only movie I ever liked that she was in. Doesn't mean I like her, though. <laughs> I can't think of one movie with Julia Roberts I've ever liked. Hmm. Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm almost that way with uh, Cameron Diaz. I don't see the appeal, really. Mask. Mask was the only movie I found her attractive yep. in. Same here. Mm. After that, it just downhill. Brand, stop watching the video. It's so satisfying, though. All right. Well, that was a good like <laughs> fifteen minutes of uh of answering questions. All right. Uh, we're gonna get into the movie now. What's today's movie, boys? It's sigh. <laughs> crow. The f- sh- shitty prayer. <laughs> that didn't overpower the mic at all. <laughs> this episode's movie is Crow. The Wicked Prayer. I mean, 2005. Out of all the people you can think of playing the crow... Edward fucking Furlong. <laughs> um, 
Now, The Crow has had some sequels over time. Uh, the original Crow, starring Brandon Lee, like, what, 1990, right? Yeah, early 90s. Sadly, he passed away during the filming of that movie. That's uh, still, like, a mystery how. There's, like, so many different theories. Oh, one of the... One of the... Um... Blanks. The shell casings for like a blank. It went, it went forward instead of out. Yeah. Because actually the dude that was holding the gun that did that, he was in Creepshow, which is the first time he's held a gun since since then. It wasn't Creepshow. It was... um. Oh, Tales from the Hood. Tales, Tales from, from the, the hood. hood. I forgot his name. There you go. Sorry. We're, yeah, we're just, I was just talking Creepshow. Um, and then there was City of Angels, which was pretty much a watered-down version of the first movie. Uh, my favorite sequel is Crow Salvation. I don't know if you've seen that one. I haven't seen that. No, one. we're just talking about Crow Salvation's got Eric Mabius and Kirsten Dunst, and uh, I I can't remember his name, but it's Dickless from uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah, <laughs> um, Hole from Die Hard. Can you eat that any more annoyingly? No, for real, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you don't edit this. I do. Okay. <laughs> You. I'm trying to. I'm. It helps clear my throat. Swallow that. We all know you can. <laughs> Not as good as you. <laughs> well, it takes time. <laughs> I don't know if I should leave that in or. Um. So in 2005, they made uh, the Crow Wicked Prayer, starring uh, Edward Furlong, Tara Reid, Danny Trejo. Uh. David Boreanaz. Is that how you pronounce his name? That's why yeah. I hesitated. Yeah. And I mean, uh, um, Dennis Hopper. Ah, yeah. I forgot Dennis Hopper was in that. It's like the end. I love anything Dennis Hopper's in. Yeah, yeah, literally, when he showed up in the movie, that's like probably the only like really redeeming part. Yeah, that was my favorite part. So, me personally, I remember when this movie, when I heard about this movie coming out, I was like... 2005. I might have been like 13. You just got your own. Uh, you got your own uh, account to rent that value video. Yeah, I had my own video store car card. Oh, wow. So, um, I was in my junior year in high school. Uh, I flocked to the video store to rent it because I'm a huge Crow fan. Uh, me, if I can find it somewhere, I have photos of me in high school, at least like freshman and sophomore year. Both those years, I was the crow for Halloween. I was like one of those annoying little emo goth kids. Um, saw this movie. I was super excited, and I was really fucking let down. First off, why Edward Furlong? Yeah. Uh, why? He he doesn't... He was speechless on that. Uh, he's the, uh, he was the cheapest choice. Melted. He's the cheapest choice, probably. Well, yeah, what, they give him, like, a pack of cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> probably a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> some heroin, probably. Yeah, some heroin. I mean, Man. have you seen what he looks like today? Well, you know, it's it's surprising to see him not bloated. <laughs> I will say this about Edward Furlong in this movie. It's not the worst acting job I've seen him give. True. It's not the best, either. <laughs> it's not the best, but I guess, compared to, like, what he looks like now... <laughs> he kind of seemed at least like he was trying. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm used to seeing him in like shitty horror movies, and <laughs> you can say the same about Tara Reid. <laughs> yeah, well, no, this okay. is this is when she still appeared, you know, uh, human. 
<laughs> All right, I'm going to say this. I feel like Edward Furlong actually did a better job than Tara Reid. Oh, hands down. Just <laughs> saying much. Yeah. <laughs> Tara Reid was like in some big movies at the time. Yeah, American Pie. Uh, My Boss's Daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Action Kushner. That might be it, uh, actually. Josie and the Pussycats. Holy shit, that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Edward Furlong, yeah. I'll give him this. His acting wasn't that bad. I don't think it was even the acting that was bad. I feel like the whole movie itself should have just not been made. Yeah. Yeah. There's... It seems like everyone, everyone's in it to get their paycheck, <laughs> pretty much. No one's invested in it. Um, It's got a whole different vibe compared to the other ones. The first three movies were very kind of dark and gothic-y. The only person in this movie, though, that actually seems like they're doing it for fun and enjoying themselves is Dennis Hopper. Oh, absolutely. He, he just, his character, <laughs> you just tell he's having a blast. <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie has like a whole different setting. It takes place in like... I think it's like Arizona. Or like something. Arizona or Texas or... Might have been like been like New Mexico or something like that. It's like desert. Mm-hmm. It was the first Crow movie where... A good chunk of it takes place during the day. The only time I've ever seen daytime in a Crow movie was in the previous film, Crow Salvation. But literally, the movie ended in the morning, so it kind of made sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, and the flashbacks took place during the day. Well, that's different. That's a flashback. I mean, that's... I know, I'm just saying, though. I'm like... That's the thing is, I mean, even though, like, the uh, the previous sequels weren't blockbuster films, they were more still visually good to look at. They were dark. They had contrast. Like in the first Crow, you had the contrast. So it was everything was black and white, kind of drained, gloomy. gloomy and drained. And then you get these beautiful, colorful flashbacks. And they kind of carried it on throughout each of the movies. Like the first three movies were almost like black and gray. This one they didn't give two fucks. I don't know what was going on. Uh, so Edward Furlong plays Jimmy Corvo. Quavo? Sure. It's... <laughs> He's got like a almost like a ethnic last name, but he doesn't he doesn't look it. Yeah, I mean, he's, someone he's, literally calls him white trash. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say that. I go, yeah, he's literally white trash, dude. So he, he you find out that he's uh, a convict or former convict who went to prison for murder. So right off the bat, I mean, they kind of switched up. Like, hey, this guy isn't like good he's murder people so that's like a big conflict within the movie that they kind of bring up later on you if you watch the special features though they try to make this movie seem like a shakespearean drama oh god no and like (laughs) matt my bad someone doesn't listen to the rules overline i'm a rebel you gotta watch special features because they they go into so much detail literally they say some they keep saying how it's like a love story, but they keep saying it in different ways. It's the same shit. Yeah. A loved one dies, the crow brings back the person. The only thing that the director said that made sense was like, they wanted Jimmy to be a loser. Oh, you know mission what? accomplished. You know what? Actually, <laughs> casting Edward Furlong kind of makes sense if you think yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, he's a loser. Yeah. It was like an insult and he probably didn't even notice it. Mm-hmm. Probably offered him a pack of menthols and a bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um... It starts off with uh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So, or I like to say the four homies of the apocalypse. Yeah. 
You got <laughs> death, famine, you pestilence. Got, no, the, the the way they're introduced, the way they're introduced. Can't speak. I think it went uh, famine, pestilence, war. war, and then death. Yeah, is the way they were introduced. And they were introduced with uh, like stats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because that's the, literally the only part in the movie that does that. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. That's what I'm saying. Like, it makes you feel like you're not even watching a crow movie. Um, you get introduced to Tara Reed. She's in a bell tower of a church. Man, with a sniper rifle. Dude, she sticks out like a bowling ball in a fucking haystack. <laughs> like, <laughs> how can you not see this huge, like, three feet of rifle sticking out? <laughs> Fuck this movie. <laughs> and it's like you see this one dude in a blindfold. And he's not blindfold. He's got like a, a sack, on a sack over his head. And he starts beating the shit out of people. Like he's Daredevil. And you find out it's David Bernan- Boranis. Boranis. I'll never be able to pronounce that name. I'm just going to call him Angel. Angel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's got like fucking. He, he goes to the church and he's got. He meets Tara Reed and the other four. Other three horsemen show up. Uh, this is just me nitpicking, but like he's got fucking like civilian clothes under his jumpsuit. I never knew that was a nah. It's like white trash clothes you can get at Walmart. A lot <laughs> of probably sk- did. Like, like uh, Ed, <laughs> Ed, Ed, Ed Hardy. A lot of Ed Hardy. A lot of <laughs> skulls. <laughs> they threaten to kill a preacher. Yeah, know, they he... they threaten to burn him alive. So uh, David Bar- Baranes plays the character of Luke. We'll get more into this later, but he has a hatred for preachers. We get introduced to Jimmy. Ever Furlong, who lives in a trailer. <laughs> Dude, his trailer is so completely trashed. And I'm just sitting here like, man, that's not a far stretch for Edward Furlong. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably how he actually lives. I heard he goes to the conventions with, like, duct tape shoes and, like, vomit on his shirts. Well, he's method. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing a crack addict the last 15 years. <laughs> he's committed. Or it should be. <laughs> I kind of hope one day he ends up being at one of our days of the dead. Because I, I just want to be like, hey, that's Edward Furlong. I, <laughs> hey, you used I, to be I, somebody. I, got, I actually want to see him <laughs> at a con so I can be like, oh, yeah, he totally dresses like an asshole. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to lie. My celebrity guest host probably would be Edward Furlong. Just to hear the shit he would say. <laughs> we could afford him. We honestly could. Hey, Edward. <laughs> want to be on our show? I got no time for that shit. Got some camels. <laughs> is that the name of the cigarette? I don't smoke cigarettes. Menthols. Menthol. Got some menthols. New Newport Long. Want some Newports? <laughs> <laughs> Unfiltered. <laughs> I just want to hear the shit he says, and he, I, I want to hear the stories from Terminator Two. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah, he was actually in a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> dude, he was in a couple good movies. Detroit Rock City. I fucking love Detroit Rock City, dude. I had that on VHS, and I watched it so much I had to get a new copy. And the uh, remake of Night of the Demons that we reviewed. Yeah, that wasn't that bad, actually. Yeah, was, it wasn't that bad. The only good. thing about that, that movie... Was, you know what? That was his last good movie. Yeah. Because he played himself. <laughs> he had a small part in Green Hornet. Yeah, as a fucking mad <laughs> <laughs> fucking crackhead. <laughs> That's a stretch. Maybe he's just a method actor. You know, Edward Furlong, if you're listening, which you're not, but... <laughs> uh, you never know. <laughs> Please, pull your life together. I believe in you. <laughs> Put down the needle. He can pull his life together. Get some. He needs one big movie when he does. All right. He's got to kick the drugs. Get one good movie on Netflix. And he'll be set. Bird Box 2. 
<laughs> um, I think they were trying to get him in like Terminator Three, but he was just so far gone and fucked up. That's why they just recasted him. Yeah, he turned into Jake Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> Jake Lloyd, man, the fans did that. For those of you it's who wondered, yeah, the fans did that. Too. People are wondering who's Jake Lloyd, <clears throat> Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, Episode One, Jingle All the Way. Mark oh, yeah, Ham- Mark yeah. Hamill gets all pissed off when people talk crap about him. It's like, hey, he's an actor doing his job. That's True. why I hate. That's why Hayden Christensen took a break. Yeah, no kidding. Movies were career stoppers. So this whole time you're getting introduced to Jimmy and his. I get it. Really, is white trash. I've never seen anyone live in a trailer that bad. Yeah. Uh, you get like a, a convenient crow monologue by Lily. What was her name? Lily. Lily. Yeah. yeah. That the taffy was so satisfying to watch. We put on a video of satisfying videos, just so we have something going on in the background, and Brandon it, just it did, it did its job. Brandon just zones out to it, so I had to turn it off. <laughs> I'm get like a spray bottle to spray you. We meet Lily, and she's like introducing like this. It was like a fucking casino that they're gonna build in, uh, on the Indian resort. Yeah, no, they're um, yeah, they're they're making them clear out, uh, clear out the, the coal mine or whatever that they're that a lot of the families work at to put yeah. up a stri- uh, like a casino. And uh, she starts talking about the crow, which is very convenient, given the fact we're seeing Jimmy in his trashy trailer, <laughs> fucking feathers everywhere. Danny Dre who plays a priest. Yeah. I have nothing to say about that, but hey, Danny Trey. The father of uh, of uh, Lily. I mean, I forgot he was in it. <laughs> I think he forgets, too. Um, You find out that uh, Luke and Jimmy know each other from prison. And I guess... Yeah, they're on like a chain gang. <laughs> we're all working Thug on the chain gang. <laughs> the <laughs> Sam Cooke song. Um... So, that kind of leads in, out of the blue, uh, Jimmy wants to propose to Lily, and everyone in the town hates Jimmy because he was a murderer. Um, he's white trash. He's white trash. And Lily's brother is a police officer. <laughs> Which makes it even more convenient. Yeah. He's an asshole, too, man. He oh, tries yeah. to, like, Russian roulette with him. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways... Uh, I think Lily owns like a store in town or something like that. And he goes to her to propose to her. And then uh, fucking Terry pops her ass out of nowhere. Um, this whole scene has shitty dialogue. Oh, yeah. It was written by drunk monkeys. Don't get me wrong. So Don't get me wrong. There are good lines in this movie, though. Well, sure. Like, but... that, and here's, the, here's the funny thing. All the good lines are said by Edward Furlong. True. That's what I'm saying. This movie might have came out before he really went off the deep end. Yeah. Like, cause I'm not gonna lie. Like, is was he a good choice? When I think of the crow, I don't think of Edward Furlong. But I mean, I I will say he did kind of give it like an effort. True. But there are also some really bad lines said by him in the movie too. Mm. Like when, <laughs> when uh, uh, when he kills. Uh, ah, da, 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 don't jump ahead. Well, I won't say who, but when he when he kills someone, when he, un- he un- talks to the him. crow. He says, "You've made me into a monster," in like monotone, <laughs> like without any like. 
<laughs> effort. All, all the worst lines were mainly said by Tara Reed. Well, that's her whole career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, not till the end, but we'll get to that. But David Boranas has... Angel. Yeah, I can't say his name. Angel has the worst dialogue in the end of the movie. And some of the most over-the-top acting, too. I guess it's because he's a good actor, though. I, I feel like by the end of the movie... Well, he's he the only of... one that had a career. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically, he had Angel. He Buffy. was in Buffy. He was in Buffy. Uh, uh, Bones. Bones. Bones is really good. The new one, mm. uh, Seals, or whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was, let's put it this way. He was a good enough actor when they were... I mean, luckily he didn't get this, but when they were casting for Green Lantern, he was first choice before Ryan Reynolds. I could see that, but you know, good on him. He didn't get it. Yeah, but congrats for Ryan Reynolds. Because <laughs> without <laughs> that, we wouldn't have Deadpool. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> uh, so we get to the death scene of Jimmy and Lily. Uh, you can't even really feel bad for them because their love story really wasn't. It's not fleshed out. It wasn't fleshed out. It gets more fleshed out, I guess, toward, as the movie goes on. A lot of the relationships in this movie aren't fleshed out. <laughs> you just know that, and you don't even find this out till later, but you know that, like, Luke had a thing for Lily. Yeah. So there was, like, a weird love triangle, I guess. Sort of. Vaguely. <laughs> Tara Reed cuts out her eyes, cuts out Lily's eyes. Yeah. And then hangs her. The way she's holding the knife, though, there's no possible way she can cut her eyes out. Mm-hmm. She's holding it like a pencil. She's yeah. like scratching. Terry apparently has never cut anyone's eyes out. I can show you. Okay. Uh, first thing we're going to need is an ice pick, uh, some KY, some ice, and an orange. No Wine orange. Wine orange? You're going to be hungry afterwards, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Need some of that vitamin C. If you ever gouge anyone's eyes out, it takes a lot out of you. You need a snack break in between eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, uh... <laughs> yeah, then fucking, uh... Luke kills, uh... Jimmy. Like, cut his fucking yeah. heart out. Well, he hung him, like, then he cut his heart out. Everybody, he says something, too. He's like, yeah, he, he, he says something. He goes, I'm gonna take your heart or something. You're breaking my heart. Yeah, he's like, so like, I'll just take yours. No, he says hearts are meant to be broken or something. Oh like that. yeah, and yeah. he does like a really, just like a, like a just just he turns around from him and then just from behind just does a good lunge to the back. Yeah, lunge and then it's like, like off screen he takes out the heart. Yeah, I'm just like you probably punctured that heart. He did that way too easily. Yeah. Uh, once again, uh, barely any blood on his hands. Barely any blood on the floor. Uh, I've seen documentaries on the Aztecs because they used to. Yeah, I'm not going to go into that. I don't want to. <laughs> but I've seen, I don't know if it was the Aztecs. Um, forgive me. But it was a documentary. And it was something like a ritual. They were showing them how long it would take to take a heart out. Well, yeah, you got to go through the rib cage. Yeah. I didn't see him go through the rib cage. All I'm saying is if you're going to, I mean, come on. Yeah, let's let's be accurate. You just took like a Kali Ma, man. Just Kali Ma. Kali Ma. <laughs> That's just me nitpicking. <laughs> uh, so, oh, I forgot that Tara Reed's character's name was Lulu. She looks like a Lulu. So you got Lulu, Luke, and Lily. What the fuck wow. is up with that? Someone loves elves. I call that lazy writing. Well, she steals her perf- uh, Lily's perfect blue eyes that aren't even blue. Yeah, they're not blue. They're like gray. And the whole movie, they're like, oh, your perfect blue eyes, perfect blue eyes. I'm like, they're not blue. 
Uh-huh. Get some fucking context at least. <laughs> Couldn't afford them. Uh, when I say she steals her eyes, she says some stupid spell, puts the eyeballs up to her eyes, and magically she has her eyes. So now she can see things, apparently. Yeah. Very convincing. At least with fucking Luke, when they do the thing with the heart, it actually looked kind of cool. Like yeah. Ho- he's holding it's the heart. It's kind of still beating. Yeah, it still beats. And then she says a spell, and like it turns to like, sand or something. Yeah, like, like black sand in his hands, and it's just like... He's got that 666 brand yeah. on his chest. Um, So they take Jimmy and Lily to the dump. Yeah, they put him in like a refrigerator. <laughs> that says, Ma- I love mama. <laughs> and Famine's like, shit, mama used to lock me up in this fridge. <laughs> and at that moment, I'm like, man, no wonder you guys are satanic. Yeah, you guys are fucked up. <laughs> they push the fridge down into like a little pond of sewage water. All I can think about is like, if that fridge would have opened up right side down, this movie would never happen. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way you're getting out of that fridge. <laughs> Um, sorry guys, I'm sick. Yeah, yeah, they they light the water on fire because that detail needs to be brought up. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's like uh, what's uh, what's that thing? Um, cleanse by fire. Oh, Metaphor. I see what they did. Yeah, see. Yeah, the only yeah. good. The only good <laughs> symbolism they have in this movie. Uh, yeah, and then pretty much the crow lands on the fridge. He goes, knock, knock, get up, little bitch. <laughs> like I said, like, Furlong's acting isn't that bad in this scene. Like, he wakes up, he's, like, screaming. Screaming at a toaster. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Maybe it's not that good. <laughs> um. <laughs> you <laughs> fell for the man-eating toaster trick. <laughs> hey, hey, the realest of the real will get where, where that's from. Uh, he picks up Lily, brings her back to uh, their her cabin, and then he uh, goes to his trailer. Or no, no, before that, I want to point out something that I think really irked me. Brandon didn't notice it. I wonder if you noticed it. Mm. So you remember when he he's back at the shop, lays her down, and he's... Touching like the broken mirror to sense what happened. Yeah. He takes the gun she was reaching for, and he goes to shoot himself. Right. Right. He's aiming like down, like below his sternum. Oh, okay, yeah. And the bullet comes up like eight inches higher out of the between his yeah, shoulder the squid. blades. Yeah, yeah. He aimed incorrectly. Nah, man, he's curving bullets. <laughs> Back um, and to the left. James McAvoy would be a good crow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see that. I can see that, too, actually. Yeah. I want that movie now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you had... I remember Luke Evans was attached. Um, Luke Evans was, and then... Um, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Yeah, Bradley he, Cooper was at a point. Bradley Cooper was thought of. Um, yeah. You know who really wanted it, and they wouldn't listen to him? Tom mm. Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. I could see that. Tom Hiddleston, they said he actually did his own crow makeup and sent in pictures because he wanted the role. Wow. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Like, here's the thing with the crow. It's more of a mythology now. It's just like, okay, the crow can bring someone back to life to avenge their death. You don't even really necessarily need to do Eric Draven again. Right. You can do a completely new character with a bigger budget and bring it to theaters. So you're leaving the cult classic there, but you're bringing back the franchise itself. You're you're rebooting it. So, I mean, they can easily 
do a new crow movie mm-hmm. with mean, anybody really here's how okay there is a crow uh series it was a little girl who gets killed and she's guiding a cop she comes visits a cop to solve her murder and the mm. cop looks like if i remember correctly he looks like the the one dude from nypd blue um he was in die hard 2 he was the asshole cop. He was the asshole cop in Die Hard 2. Oh, okay, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I can't, yeah. can't get, get the name. But so, I mean, I mean we it, could... would, it, would, it would make a, a interesting Netflix series, too. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Each each eight episodes, you switch a different person. Yeah. That's all you got to do. So that way, just make an anthology. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. uh, like True Detective. There you go. I got to watch I gotta watch that. I've never seen it. See the first uh, season and skip the second season. I feel like I just need to watch the first episode. All right. Um. So then we get the. I don't even want to say iconic, but in every crow movie, you see them become the crow. Mm-hmm. This took. I mean, I felt like it took like a good like forty five minutes before he even becomes a crow. Yeah, it takes a while. So he, he burns down his his white trash trailer. I, uses a sharpie for makeup yeah yeah fun fact <laughs> he actually burned down his real house to me for that scene. really oh okay <laughs> it's believable. I, believe, I believe it you know he probably lives in a shithole he dragged it over there <laughs> he's i'll get I'll, I'll get some money We're off talking the insurance bad shit about edward for a long bit majority of the movies i own of his i enjoy <laughs> <laughs> He was an American History X for crying out loud. He, at one point, he was a legitimate actor. He looks like a lesbian in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I can't stress that enough. I think one detail, like I was telling Eric, would have been cool. Uh, he wears like a little like gothic looking emo choker. I think he should have worn the noose as part of the costume. Oh, yeah. That would have been badass. That would have that looked yeah. catchy cool. And it would have like kind of, you know, made it his own kind of. And... He wears like a sweater and a black jean jacket with a choker. He took uh, Angel's jacket, I think. Oh, is that what it was? Store, yeah. Hmm. I wouldn't want to wear that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like they should have made Jimmy Cuervo an Indian. Mm. I don't know why they didn't. It would. I felt like it would have fit more. Yeah. Because if Mm. you think about it. They kind of hate Indians in this movie. They mm-hmm. make it very obvious. There's, I mean, there's racism in this. I, I, I don't think, I think that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. But it was done, I think, poorly. It wasn't flushed. I mean, a lot of the the story that they tried to put in this movie was not flushed out. Yeah, and you know, back to what I was saying, the relationships. It's not really flushed out. It's kind of touched on in flashbacks. So, for instance. We get to a scene where Luke and the gang show up at a church, mm-hmm. and there's a preacher there, and he's in the middle of the wedding, and uh, Luke's wearing like a preacher collar, and you find out that the preacher he confronts <clears throat> was a guy who killed his father, who's a gang member who killed his father, but he, this guy like served his time, and he's a person of God now. So that, that's kind of why you find out he hates preachers but doesn't explain why he hates indians at least it seemed like they there's a scene where it made it very obvious it was against indians yeah we'll get to that eventually he kind of forces this preacher into picking up a gun 
just so he can shoot him in front of his wife. So that's the end of that scene for right now. Yeah, kills kills the breacher. Uh, we get a pestilence at the bar. Pestilence was my favorite character, honestly. Yeah, he was actually the only one that to me actually had character. <laughs> he was he was kind of like the goofball. <laughs> yeah, he was the like he found a the black sheep. He found a toy gun <laughs> and a little sheriff's badge at the dump, and he's like pretending to be a cowboy. <laughs> I'm sheriff of these parts. <laughs> you know who that was? That's the dude from um, Karate Kid Part Two. Karate Kid Part Two. Yeah. Fun fact: Don't hate me, but I prefer Karate Kid Part Two over Karate Kid Part One. I've always yeah, it's I, moment. It, to me it's just more entertaining and yeah. the first movie makes Danny LaRusso out to be an asshole. <laughs> it does. Um <laughs> so he comes and he sits down across the table and the first thing like instead of just like there are so many ways you can do to intimidate somebody, all he does is pick a straw up from a drink and flicks it at his face. And just stares at him with those lesbian eyes (laughs) no for real he looks like a lesbian it's the hair it is the hair you know i think it's the shape of his face it's very like a lot of of makeup very a lot of makeup very feminine he's very he's he's like he's like a geisha (laughs) (laughs) you know what they didn't do with the crow for this one though he didn't wear black lipstick or like he didn't have it was just the eyes that's what was missing he didn't like. He didn't have that like that like clown Joker like like black lipstick. Yeah. I could have sworn he did. On the cover, it does. Not in the movie. Oh okay. Oh. That makes sense. We get a little bit of an action scene. Uh, my favorite scene though <laughs> is, is someone shoots him with a shotgun, and he's just like, "Ow!" <laughs> it was, it's a shitty little thing, but I don't know why. I, I took it as like him just taunting him, so like I, to me that was kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing it was taken to be kind of humorous. This is like the cl- closest to an action star Edward Furlong will ever be. Well, that and T two. Yeah, but he didn't do anything in that. <laughs> he just ran. <laughs> you know, all he had in T two were like hopes and dreams of being a big star. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that was a pretty decent fight scene i guess mm-hmm. a lot of wire fighting in this movie yeah i don't know if i'm watching a wu-tang clan movie or matrix and a lot of the i hope my wire fighting crew is ready <laughs> a lot of the uh like a lot of violence is kind of like off screen too in this movie yeah like <laughs> the scene at the gym yeah. Dude, the bar scene is like a cosplayer fantasy fight. <laughs> like that's the best way to describe his look. He looks like a cosplayer as the crow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. He buries Lily then by a tree. That was like their tree. Yeah. He uh, he steals her corpse from a uh, from a hearse. Why does? Why do all movies make digging a grave seem so quick and easy? I would imagine it's very labor intensive. Oh, I mean, he's the crow. I mean, he could probably do it without burning stamina, but. Well, yeah, he doesn't have a heart. It still takes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it still takes time to to dig a grave, to dig anything. Yeah. I mean, you're going six feet under. I keep saying things that sound, sound so incriminating. Like, how does he know how to dig a grave? How does he know how to take out eyes? <laughs> 
so the way he got the look of the crow, I guess, him and Lily went to this thing called a rave in fest. And that's wow. the, year, get the, it? the year before, and that was his costume. So he's wearing his old costume. The four horsemen show up there. Dude, <laughs> this Ravenfest looks like a singles mixer. It does. Yeah, I, I put down, I put middle school dance and gym. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it looks like. I don't know how or why he knows to go here, but Jimmy shows up at the church where the preacher was shot. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, they don't show why the crow. Just, Did the crow itself? Bring him there? I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, he shows up and you find out he. The lady asks him, she's like, Are you an angel or a devil? And he's honestly is like, I wish I knew myself. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's stuff like that is kind of. Or then he says, Maybe I'm both or something. Something like that. He's like, I don't know what I am. And then you find out through him having flashbacks, I guess he killed their son. Because he was her, their son was trying to like rape Lily or something, and Jimmy jumps in and beats him to death. She's getting the the wife of the preachers getting ready to shoot Jimmy because she recognizes him, and then uh, we get some made up superpower from the crow, and he heals the preacher. Yep, yeah, he's like sexually rubs his chest. That's like the equivalent of like Superman throwing the silicone ass. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> one time, one time only thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's there when you need it the most. <laughs> so then he shows up. Oh, here's another thing. Okay, so yeah, he can heal him, but did he like take the bullet out too, or are we just gonna leave the bullet in the dude's body? <laughs> That's just me. Um, he shows up with the Raven Fest, uh, or the single mixer, and <laughs> <laughs> Famine puts on like a baseball catcher's mask, and he's just destroying like tables and crap he's not like i feel like if you're like a bringer of mass destruction and chaos i would bring a little bit more ammunition Mm -hmm. war has all the guns apparently makes sense jimmy shows up i think he's even like he sits down and talks with him doesn't he for a while yeah he talks with him and like angel tries to like buddy up with him (laughs) he's like my favorite or no he actually takes out famine at this point, and this is this is where I get one of my one of like a good line. Like he grabs the bat from Famine, and Famine's just like, "The crow, I don't believe it," and he's just like, "Belief's not acquired," and this knocks him out with the bat. <laughs> like that was a decent line. Like I, and the other, yeah, I'll give you that. The other line I like is when he sits down with Luke and Lulu. God, say that five times fast. Luke and Lulu, Luke and Lulu, Luke and Lulu, Luke and Lulu. Oh, Luke, 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 Luke and Lulu. You <laughs> 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 had to be here to see that. <laughs> he sits down with them, and this is honestly my favorite line in the entire movie. He's like, Tell me, did the blood wash off easy, or did you have to scrub really hard? That's a good line. I'm sorry. That's a good line. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming I I know the crow's a book series, so I wonder if this was a book they took it from. It is an adaptation, yeah, from a, of a book. War starts shooting on other people at the party. Why the fuck are they still even there? Yeah, they didn't show them locking the doors or anything. <laughs> yeah, still they, waiting to get lucky, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense too, because like War, it looks like he's got a shotgun, but he's like shooting pistol rounds. 
<laughs> fucking i love how in every crow movie people just figure hey if we kill the crow we kill uh, if we kill the bird we kill the crow so luke throws like a tomahawk at the crow from across across the dance room this damn bird could see Avengers 4 if it wanted to, but <laughs> it can't see a tomahawk coming from across the dance hey floor. Hey, <laughs> Maybe Luke clocked in a lot of hours on Black Ops. So then <laughs> Jimmy instantly starts, when he starts getting shot, he gets injured. And, like, you get, like, all, something like a giant blanket falls on everybody. It was, like, yeah, the tarp or it whatever. A, it was a tarp. Oh, yeah. And then war. Oh, and how did it fall? Lou, Lulu? Yeah. She, uh... She like set a spell that made the 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 thing holding it up fall. Oh yeah, because she's got them blue eyes now, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Magic, magic. Um, and then warriors going around, and this is I think where I said almost like I hate Indians because he's like one little, two little, three little Indians, and then he get there's like this little boy standing there. He's like one little Indian boy left, and to me this was like the first time I ever seen the crow actually like intervene to save anybody and jimmy kind of like grabs the kid and brings him under the blanket yeah so, so yeah so the kid doesn't see the bullet coming <laughs> but no but, no, but that that scene mm-hmm. is one of the ones i said where like it's an off-screen killing where like it's just like he's just shooting lumps in a, in a blanket you don't actually see any blood or anything yeah there's a lot of off-screen killing in this meanwhile Louie's brother thinks <laughs> jimmy's the killer yeah <laughs> big shocker <laughs> and then like, they show up at like this ch- satanic church macy gray is in this fucking scene yeah i was like what the fuck is oh, she no, doing I in this point movie that out to eric i'm like i go is that macy gray from spider-man he went no <laughs> he went no it's not it but he, but you hear her voice he's like get the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> she's like a bouncer or something she, she's, I think, the she's number one hooker. Because uh, you find out... <laughs> she's, she's the main shorty. Main shorty G. Wow. Dennis Hopper as the Nino, which is Spanish for... <laughs> the, the Nino. Nino. <laughs> Him as a pimp is the best thing about this movie. Yeah. And he has, like... He, I feel like he makes up his own lines as he's mm-hmm. doing this. He, like... You find out Lulu was one of her, his, his hookers. And he's just like... You stole the keys to daddy's car, but can't handle the horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you had to have made up that line. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Dennis Hopper gave his all. Like, Speed, Super Mario Brothers, Texas Chainsaw 2. Like, mm-hmm. the dude just takes a role and he runs with it. Land of the Dead. I haven't seen Land of the Dead in a long time. His last movie. Was it really? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that movie in years. It's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Luke has like, I mean, this is me nitpicking, but that's because I do tattoos. He's got like that tribe. Uh, he's got a very authentic tribal Sharpie tattoo. They use the, you know, the thick, yeah, <laughs> the, the thick, thick ones. One. That's how he likes them. <laughs> it's like half worn off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, we forgot to show. Jimmy actually convinces the brother that he didn't kill Lily. He uses his telepath powers. No, that's always <laughs> no, no. He no, touches no. his head. He caresses his head. Yeah. And then he he. he I didn't know he could pass it on to other people. Yeah. Oh, you know, he doesn't. No, it, it, no. In all three crow movies, he can make you feel pain. Like, make you feel pain. Obviously, he can make you feel pain. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyone can make you feel pain. He can show you. He can show you what happened. 
through touching you. Oh, <laughs> so can I. A lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, he yeah. show you a lot of things touching you. <laughs> I got I some can things show to show you, you the world. <laughs> um. So, I don't even know the brother's name. Asshole. The brother goes to find Danny Treu. <laughs> Danny Treu, they're having some meeting at a pizza place. <laughs> yeah, like a Pizza Hut or something. Uh, he's trying to convince them that Jimmy's the crow. They're planning to go shoot up the church. So Jimmy shows up and he starts fighting Lucifer, not Lucifer, he starts fighting war. And, uh, the fight scene was all right. Yeah. A lot of wire fighting again. For the most part, I mean, it looked like Edward Furlong did some of his own stunts. Well. Probably because they couldn't afford a stunt double. Yeah, they couldn't afford a stunt double. (laughs) Um... And then it's like at this point, like Danny Treu and the rest of them start opening fire on them. <laughs> this is my this is my favorite line. Like, this is one of my favorite moments. Like, I, I actually like as much as I hate this movie. Oh, I know what line you're gonna say. This part actually kind of made up for it. Mm-hmm. They get stuck behind that like wall and they're shooting at them. Mm-hmm. So first, War's sitting there, and then Jimmy hops over the, the wall, and War sees him, and he goes to shoot the pistol at him, and uh, it's empty. And <laughs> Jimmy's like. Yeah, keep better track of your ammo. <laughs> and War's like, it's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah, that was a good line. Though. Imagine you're about to kill somebody, and then you both like to start co- having a nice little conversation. <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So they do this uh, satanic ritual where they turn Luke into Lucifer by sacrificing a virgin, um, and then. They killed Dennis Hopper, which I was very upset about. Yeah, Lulu kills him. And I want to say when Luke turns into Lucifer, this is when David Baranis pretty much clocked out. <laughs> yeah. I think he realized it was going to be the end of the movie. I'm done acting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to get my own show. Got drunk and just started <laughs> reading the lines. Dude, I feel like he was drunk as shit. Well, you'd have to be. Hey, maybe it's like Super Mario Brothers. You just got drunk during the filming. His <laughs> acting was way over the top. Yeah. And, like, it it's, like, painful to watch because I know he's a good actor. I've seen him. He's a mm. good actor. Yeah. Here he's just just running the clock. And that's how they portray the devil, man. The devil's a fucking dork. Do you ever notice he was wearing Air Force Ones, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> the devil wears white Air Force Ones. <laughs> I don't even think that was like, that had to been like his personal shoe because he was wearing I think like black dress shoes before that. I nitpick things, guys. They meet. They go. They have to go to a, a cemetery to have sex. Yeah. Well, this is as one does. <laughs> this is Luke and Lulu, by the way, not Jimmy. <laughs> oh. <God. laughs> uh. Oh yeah, we already forgot Ward's dead because Ward blew himself up. Yeah, loaded with dynamite. Danny Treu and his group of uh, posse. his posse, posse, they do a little Indian dance to bring the crow back to life after they're convinced he's the crow. Yeah. And once again, we get another good. So, <laughs> I just I have a really bad joke I wrote down. Trejo's milkshakes bring all the crows <laughs> across the yard. Oh my god! Because he's fucking doing it. And all these, his pecs are just bouncing the entire time. <laughs> Oh, I was <laughs> expecting a laugh from that. <laughs> I'm so sad that joke is like towards the end of the episode because it's gold. 
<laughs> oh, sorry. I had to put that in there before we. We got to make a it. meme out of that before <laughs> for this episode. I forgot what the hell I was saying. <laughs> sorry, I had to put that in there. Oh, so when they convince Danny Trejo that uh, Jimmy's the crow, we get another good line, and he was just like, Danny Trejo was like, uh, "I can't believe you're the crow. How could God believe in such a man?" And he and Jimmy's like. Why the hell not? She did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. I do get where they're coming from. They wanted him to be kind of a loser. So, like, in a way, Edward Furlong's like the typical, an average guy. He's not, like, ripped. Mm-hmm. But he still looks like, like, like a dork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, he goes to the cemetery, beats the shit out of David Baranas. Yeah, he, he wouldn't look at Lulu's eyes while they were making love. <laughs> I just remember Terry just oh, kept yeah. saying, "Look at my look eyes! Look at my eyes! Look at my the eyes. book said you had to look at look, look at my eyes." And then you know what she's <laughs> doing? You only work if you look at my eyes. <laughs> well, the whole movie, she kind of has like second thoughts about what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so then, like she she's in the car while they're fighting, and she like gives up and she starts trying to read the Bible. <laughs> yeah, praying to God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna need some holy water for that, sweetheart. <laughs> Uh, the crow ends. Um, it ends in daytime. Whatever. It's very mm. anticlimactic. Angel uh, gets impaled. Angel gets impaled. He's dead. Lulu gets taken in the prison. Almost mm. gets shot by Trejo. Oh, Trejo. You know what this movie has? It has no good soundtrack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every movie had like a good gothic soundtrack. This one, the only thing it did was uh. Me and Ryan watched Crow Salvation the other day. and Immediately were, after this, because we needed to watch a good Crow movie. Yeah, you needed a good cleanse. Uh, good, a good, good they chaser. They had, like, the same... Cl- cleanse that palate. They they used almost, like, the same ending melody when you were reunited with the, the, the their loved one. I mean, each movie... I, I, it's the same melody, but each movie kind of tweaked it a little bit, which I can understand. This one, I think it had more, like, an ethnic tweak to it, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. And then the movie ends, so thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it had a 3.3 on IMBD. Wow, that's kind of generous. I wonder what it had a Rotten Tomatoes. Well, look it up. <laughs> 89%. <laughs> Critics love this movie. <laughs> it doesn't even have a rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, it's that good. <laughs> nope, it's got nothing. Runtime, 99 minutes of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> that's what I told Brandon on the way here. Rotten Tomato, 0%. Audience score, 30, 34%. Wow. Fucking Edward for a long. <laughs> I really hope he pulls himself together. <laughs> I like Pet Cemetery too. Oh, yeah. He was in that, wasn't he? Forgot about that. He'll live in my memory. I'm in Detroit Rock City. <laughs> I fucking hated this movie. <laughs> Had, like honestly, the only thing that saved this movie were like a few good lines. Yeah, and, and Dennis Hopper. Hopper, Dennis Hopper, <clears throat> and halfway decent acting from the, Edward Furlong. I, I just everything Dennis Hopper he came out of his mouth was a solid gold for this movie. <laughs> like, when he's doing the whole virtual to bring Satan up was just fucking hilarious. Yeah, Dennis Hopper playing a pimp. How can you not be happy? Like, <laughs> what else do you want more in life? Yeah. <laughs> Like, they can make a movie with Dennis Hopper where he plays a five-year-old girl, and I'd watch it. Yeah. 
And, oh my god, that'd actually be fucking hilarious. It would be. Rest in peace, though. I mean, I guess now The Rock would do it. The Rock does everything. Well, The Rock, yeah, he does everything. <laughs> Put a couple pigtails on him. He'll be a five-year-old girl for a movie. Sure. Dude, he was jealous of Jack Black and uh, Jum- Jumanji. Because he got to be the girl? Yeah, he said he goes, <laughs> he goes man, he goes, I w- yeah, one of the special features, he's like, I wish I could have done that. He goes, he was having way too much fun on set. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, that was The Crow Wicked Prayer. That's uh, that's it for this episode, if you actually listen to it all the way through. <laughs> we forgot to plug ourselves in in the beginning of this episode. Son of a bitch! Damn it! Instagram. Listen. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, please. Pretty please. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, at it came from the video store. Twitter, at video... I think it's... No, vid rejects. We're never on Twitter. I only have Twitter solely to harass Ryan Reynolds. Um, check us out on Patreon you get stickers and a shout out on the show and uh, that might be it tell your friends (laughs) happy new year yeah happy new year happy new year guys is this our first episode of the year Mm -hmm. you guys haven't heard from us since last year no it's not yeah Get the fuck out. No, this is not. the first one we recorded since the new year. Oh, okay. I was going to say, Spider-Man 3 came out the... We did that episode the first week of... We record way in advance. <laughs> <laughs> we had to for the holidays. True. All right. Well, uh, we're signing out. I'm Eric. I'm Brennan. I'm Matt. And you just listened to... It came from the video store. Ow! Ow! <laughs> <laughs>